Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Welcome from me, Ken Rundle, and Natalie Wood, Yara's country arable agronomist. In recent weeks, our podcasts have focused on the big three plant nutrients, N, P, and K. But this time, it's micronutrients we turn our attention to, nutrients which are still vital for any successful crop, but needed in far smaller quantities. And Natalie, that makes for a difference in how they're applied and very often the timing. Yeah, hi Ken. So on the whole, most micronutrients, you know, are applied as foliar sprays. So therefore you're spraying them directly onto the leaves. Um, the uptake efficiency is often quite a lot higher when they're absorbed through the leaf. So very little nutrient is wasted compared to, say, an application to the soil. Um, so timings of uh, micronutrients are in the autumn as well as in the spring, of course. But yeah, we'll, we'll focus on the autumn in this podcast. Um, and, and really what you want to do is wait till you've got sufficient leaf area um, in terms of the timing. Cut off really, the, there isn't really a cut off, but it will be denoted by whether you can travel on the field or not. And we don't really see uh, many sprays going on, say, after um, mid-November anyway. And the important thing to point out here is that uh, just in case anybody misunderstands, although it says micronutrients, it's not the kind of thing you can economise on. They are vital. Yes, definitely. Um, like you said earlier, it's they're not no less important than the macronutrients. It's just they're required in smaller quantities to the plant, but they still will certainly affect, you know, the overall health of the crop. Um, and we want the crops, particularly during these establishment phases, to grow at their optimum. So, yeah, we need to make sure that crop's got everything it needs. Um, and yeah, we, we certainly need to focus on the micros as part of that strategy. So which ones do you want to highlight? Um, I mentioned establishment. So I think if we start with, say, magnesium and manganese, because they are really very key to establishment. Um, if I start with magnesium, then we know that that's obviously a central role um, as part of the chlorophyll molecule. Um, and therefore, if you've got a deficiency, it's going to decrease the plant's ability to carry out photosynthesis. So, yeah, obviously a very important component to a plant's growth. Um, as well as that, then magnesium is involved in enzymatic reactions in the plant, increasing their speed um, and also protein production and energy transfer within the plant. You know, so you can see how many processes um, and therefore how important magnesium is to a, you know, a newly establishing plant. Are there differences for cereals and oil seeds? Um, they are, yes, there'll be slight differences, um, but the processes will be the same. And again, um, magnesium is key to oilseed and cereals for, for establishment. And the key thing is that it, you don't want to check. You want these things established. You want them, keep them moving, get them moving. And therefore, the micronutrients yeah. have to be readily available at the time they're needed, not, not at some other time that's convenient yeah. for other reasons. Yeah, you don't want to halt the momentum. So, you know, especially oilseed rape, you want to make sure it's uh, establishing well and making sure it's got everything it needs. Um, if I think about the, the other important micronutrient, which I mentioned was manganese. Um, and again, that's key for crop establishment. Um, and it's involved in, again, enzyme reactions, production of amino acids and chlorophyll, as well as the metabolism of nitrogen. So you can see, again, very similar things to how, um, very similar to what magnesium was involved in and functions within the plant. So, yeah, they're both very important. And that's why we need to make sure there's a sufficient supply of those two particular nutrients in the autumn for those winter crops.
And amino acids are a key part of protein, so that's the, that's yes, the protein. Yes, yeah, so building, building blocks of protein, yeah. It's a mantra, I know, but presumably soil analysis fits somewhere into this equation. Yes, so soil analysis is important and um, hopefully samples have been taken kind of post-harvest to get an overview for next season's crop. Um, of course, you have to test your fields every five years now, um, but you obviously you can do that more regularly if you want to, or uh, certainly if you've changed certain practices or you're trying to monitor something like soil health, for example, then yeah, taking slightly more regular samples will be beneficial. Um, if we think of the basic analysis, then that gives you pK, magnesium, um, pH. But there's also the broad spectrum analysis, which will give you all the micronutrients as well. And then from that, you, you can kind of get an idea of which deficiencies you might be likely to see. And therefore, that can help you then planning with your, you know, your micronutrient sprays. And in this case, soil analysis rather than tissue analysis? Yeah, I mean, you, you can do autumn tissue analysis, but... You know, you're delaying the getting the micronutrients on, so it's much easier to you know put on the ones that we know are probably going to be deficient, and then save your tissue analysis for the more important spring timing. So, if manganese and magnesium are needed for crop establishment, what role exactly do the others play? I'm thinking of things like copper and zinc. Yes. Um, so, of course, there's many micronutrients that are involved in plant growth, um, and we need to hopefully ensure the sufficient levels of all of the ones that are key to each crop to ensure we've got good overall plant health. Um, you know, a healthy plant's better able to defend itself against disease and pest pressure, um, but certain nutrients obviously have more of an impact than others. Um, I was looking at some work where the incidence of disease was actually monitored after nutrient applications. And it showed that particularly um, magnesium and manganese, again, so again, they're important for this, but also, as you mentioned, copper and zinc all reduced disease levels. And it wasn't just a bit. I think it was 64 to 94%. So, you know, that's a massive reduction, really, in, in the disease level. Um, and it will come as no surprise that these are the key micronutrients for autumn applications anyway and are in Yara's crop specific products so you know not only are you getting that healthier crop but you could also be having a, a reduction in the the spend on fungicides as well potentially and not only the spend but even things like in terms of carbon these days fewer fewer journeys across the field backwards and forwards yeah yeah because all the, well i say all but most of the um micronutrient mixes will tank mix with your fungicides herbicides etc and you can check that at tankmix.com if you want to check any kind of mixtures but yeah certainly you're not you're not having an extra pass for putting on these micronutrients and if you've got a healthier plant you maybe don't need so many treatments anyway so that must no are there any crops which are particularly vulnerable to low micronutrient levels well, I guess all crops are vulnerable, you know, if they've got low levels of micronutrients, um, because it means they're likely to have a deficiency. Um, as I mentioned, each nutrient plays a role in the plant's production and ultimately the yield will suffer if that production isn't working optimally. Um, but as you say, yeah, some nutrients are more important to some crops than others. For example, um, if we think of molybdenum, then that's important in oil seed and legumes, but, you know, not so key in cereals. Um, so this, again, comes back to tissue testing, I guess, um, and why tissue testing is the most accurate way of finding out what's in the crop. Um, and if we just quickly go over some of the results that we had this spring, spring 2021, at our labs, your analytical services, then um, 70% of wheat samples were deficient in copper and zinc. 
um, which we've just spoken about how important they are. And in oilseed, 83% were deficient in magnesium, you know, which is one of the most vital micronutrients that we've just spoken about. So, um, yeah, I think all crops would be vulnerable to, to having low levels. But as I mentioned, some are more important to certain crops than others. And and we don't want to pick on oilseed rape in particular, but you know the, the issues surrounding it mean that establishment is absolutely vital. So uh, it, and getting a proper mm. establishment, it, you know, deals with all kinds of other issues that may arise later in the crops. History. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. What products are you recommending for the delivery of micronutrients? Then, and are there any cutoff dates for applications? Uh, well, let's if we're sticking with winter crops, then in autumn applications, there's two real key crop-specific products that we want to look at. Um, Brassitrel Pro for brassicas, such as your oilseed rape, and then we've got Gramitrel for the cereal crops. Both contain the nutrients um, that are key for each crop type. So with Brassitrel Pro, there's magnesium, manganese, calcium, boron, and molybdenum. And then Gramitrel has magnesium, manganese, copper, and zinc. And, you know, these products are a really simple way of getting what the crop requires in one can. And it can be mixed, as I mentioned, with most pesticides. Um, but, yeah, check tankmixit.com if you're not sure. Um, and if we look at the yields of some of these products, then long-term averages um, increase from both of those products. Actually, it's about a third of a tonne per hectare. Um, but we had some fantastic results this uh, this summer in the 2021 trials with the Gramachel. We had a response of one tonne per hectare from an autumn and spring application, which is quite amazing response for, for a micronutrient mixture. So, yeah, um, obviously that's an amazing response. But even on your third of a tonne per hectare, you're still getting a return on that investment. Any particular reason for that? Very amazing response, that strong response? <laughs> well, I think this year um, we had some um, soil samples as well that kind of predicted that that was going to be the case. Um, so obviously this was just a very responsive site to those particular micronutrients. So. A bonus for the farmer involved. Yes, yes, certainly. So as we close, Natalie, what are the key points you want listeners to remember about micronutrients and act on, I suppose? That's the other point. Yeah, so obviously we've mentioned some of those key micronutrients for establishment and early growth, which is the magnesium and the manganese. Um, remember that we want a healthy crop that's got no deficiencies so that, you know, it's better able to cope with disease. Um, and overall, it's, it's a healthy crop and you could even reduce your fungicide spend. Um, and then use of those crop specific micronutrient mixes because it's an efficient way um, and cost effective way of getting those um, return on investments for making sure the crop has everything it needs. And the key analysis from recent research is showing that, you know, there are yield improvements and in increases from using these products. Yes, definitely. And as we have that um, your analytical services data each year, you know, we're still seeing those high levels of deficiency in some of these key micros. We've been listening to Natalie Wood, Yara's country arable agronomist, with some key reminders about micronutrient levels. Natalie, thanks very much. I'm Ken Rundle, and I'll be back with more discussion on nutrient management in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.